The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should consider obtaining independent advice before making any financial decisions. In all of the sectors on the ASX, uh, one that captures my imagination is the tourism sector for a range of different reasons. But certainly Australia and New Zealand are key draw cards in, in tourism. And my guest today on the Stock Doc is John O'Sullivan, the CEO and Executive Director of Experience Co, listed on the ASX under the ticker code EXP. With tourism, Australia and New Zealand are great countries to exploit tourism, particularly inbound tourism. And John O'Sullivan knows a lot about this as being the former Managing Director of Tourism Australia. Welcome, John. Thank you. Great to be here. So, John, talk to me uh, about the tourism sector growth and some of the things that uh, we've seen historically and are likely to see in both Australia and New Zealand. Well, I think what we find with the Australian and New Zealand international tourism sector is that both are now becoming part of the engine room of both countries' economies. In 2014, McKinsey, Deloitte Access Economics and a number of other learned institutions published numerous papers, particularly in Australia, about the importance of tourism as part of the new super growth sector of the Australian economy. And the same has been in New Zealand, which I think behind uh, agriculture, tourism is probably the second most important sector in that country. Particularly over the last uh, nine years, we've seen both countries go through exponential growth, particularly driven out of markets uh, out of Asia. And in particular, the big story out of for both countries has been has been China. And if you take Australia's uh, case as an example, there's about 1.3, 1.4 million Chinese visitors that, that come to Australia back in 2010. That was sub 300,000. Uh, so that growth has been exponential. Um, both countries are really well positioned uh, as clean, green, uh, beautiful countries that have very friendly people. They're considered safe destinations. They have great food and wine offerings. And in particular, uh, advantageous for Experience Co is that they're also seen as adventure capitals, um, particularly Queenstown, which is seen as the adventure capital of the world. Uh, and I think Australia has been ranked uh, in the top 10 as adventure destinations around the world as well. And in your previous role as Managing Director of Tourism Australia, you were really in a bird's eye view to look at all the tourism product that was available in, you know, in, in Australia in particular. And, um, you know, you would have seen the different movements and growth in, in, in different elements of it. You know, for, for many people looking at tourism, you know, there's probably a few different ways of, of getting exposure to it. You know, things like hotels, um, things like duty free and all the rest of it are all, you know, aligned to that. But uh, before we start to unpack uh, Experience Co, I just want to go back and, and reflect on uh, your experience again in Tourism Australia. Uh, one of the things that happened on your shift was uh, was an ad for the Super Bowl. That's right. Our uh, Dundee, the son of a legend, returns where we basically decided to play a prank on the world, but particularly North Americans, around the fact that there was a new instalment of the Crocodile Dundee franchise 
going to be appearing from about February of 2018. And basically the idea was to make a big amount of noise in the North American market, which is a market that Australia has probably fundamentally underperformed on for some time, uh, using a platform, which is the Super Bowl, which we knew would hit about 50-odd percent of our target market in the one go. So for us strategically, it was a bit of a bet because we had to convince our Minister of the Day, Steve Chobo, that he had to keep a secret for a while, um, which you know for politicians is not necessarily a natural thing but also back us to actually say that we were making effectively a, a fake movie. And it was great to see for me that we were able to execute that, but also just the passion that people like Chris Hemsworth, people like Hugh Jackman, Margot Robbie uh, and others have for Australia because we were able to harness, I think, about $20, $30 million worth of talent for sub $4 million to, to do it. So it was yeah. a very exciting project. And it's led to a sustained growth of around 6 or 7% now uh, out of that market. And the objective is to really grow the market share out of North America because they are great tourists to come here. Yeah. So, John, in terms of getting uh, exposure to the tourism sector via the ASX, um, what sort of opportunities uh, are, are there for investors outside of Experience Co? Well, look, I think, Nigel, from the way that we look at it, and we've been mapping this as part of our strategic planning processes, really, there are very few. I mean, if I take stocks like Qantas and Virgin Australia, yeah, they have they have uh, a tourism exposure, but they're really transport players. If you take a business like Sealink, I would probably say that after their re- most recent acquisition, they've transitioned to being more of a transport and logistics business. Um, you know, um, people like Webjet, people like uh, Hello World and Flight Centre, all great businesses, but probably. Um, you know, not pure play tourism. So Experience Co is really one of the few businesses, um, maybe along with, um, you know, Apollo, um, but that can give you that entry point into the into the sector on, on the ASX. Mm. And certainly, uh, and then refining that into the adventure tourism subsector, that's yeah. actually where... And that's you know, our the, core. That's, our, that, that's, that's where our core is. Uh, and again, we are one of the, the few uh, few stocks on the on the ASX that provides you with that direct uh, involvement in the thematic. Mm. We think that that's really important because it does distinguish us from say some of those other businesses. Yeah, well, certainly you've got uh, a lot of experience in in managing and promoting tourism product, and you've recently come across to Experience Co in the role of CEO and also on the board. I have to admit that uh, I know a little bit about this company because back in 2015, I was a non-exec director on this company in the IPO process. Um, and I uh, resigned from the board after after 12 months. The company experienced tremendous growth through acquisition. And I guess if I try and reflect on some analogy for skydiving, we might say that the share price has been under canopy for some time, but now leveling off. This is a very interesting time for you to come in to the company um, and and undertake what would appear to be a complete reset. Yeah, well, I think that word reset is probably the most accurate description of what we're doing right now. Uh, I joined the company at the end of July of uh, this calendar year, 2019, uh, with really a mandate from Bob and also our founder, Anthony Boko or Bowie as we know him, uh, to reset our business. And the description I'd use for our company is that, you know, we lost our way a little bit. 
So to give people a bit of background about Experience Co, um, John, could you just tell us, um, you know, the, the, the up and down, what are some of the key metrics of Experience Co? So we look after uh, about 190,000 customers in skydiving every year. We look after another, you know, 290,000 people on the, on the Great Barrier Reef or the surrounds of the Great Barrier Reef, whether it's through hot air ballooning or, or helicopter joyrides and the like. Our turnover in uh, FY uh, FY19 was was circa about 151 million dollars. Uh, our underlying EBITDA was around 27 million. We have a, uh, a FTE uh, staff base, if you like, of about 1,200 people across the group, and that involves a number of full-time employees, a number of part-time employees, uh, contractors that we use for to implement our skydiving business, casuals on our products. Yeah, and what's your market cap at this point? Uh, our market cap at the moment is sort of hovering around that uh, $120 million. Uh, bounces around a bit, but around that level. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, this is, uh, you know, you guys are in a very interesting sector of tourism, which I think, you know, we'd classify as adventure tourism. And this just seems to be a subsector in the tourism sector that is under phenomenal growth. What, what's, what's going on here? What, what's the, what does that growth look like and where's it coming from? Well, really, I think what you're seeing at the moment within the tourism sector is the growth of experiences. So people aren't just traveling to take photographs of monuments and, and buildings. People are actually traveling to do things. Uh, and in particular, the adventure tourism sector is projected between now and the year 2023 to grow at, uh, at a CAGR of about 17%. To put that into context, the UNWTO, who's the UN's body that looks after tourism internationally, projects that uh, international tourism will grow at a rate of around 5% over the same uh, time. So experiential travel, but particularly adventure tourism, is really now the growth engine of, of this sector. So that for us is very exciting. Um, because at the very extreme end, we have skydiving, which is adventure tourism and a very hard offering of that. Mm. At the softer end, we have our marine products. So mm. you can go out on the Great Barrier Reef and snorkel and scuba dive, and that's, that's classed as adventure tourism as well. So this whole growth, I guess, of experiential travel is really what we're seeing driving that. The markets that are driving it are obviously the eastern markets, particularly for Australia and New Zealand. Mm. Within that, uh, China has obviously been a big growth engine, but we're also seeing with our business uh, really strong growth out of markets like India, uh, markets like Taiwan, uh, Hong Kong, uh, as well as uh, some Western markets. So uh, UK has been very strong for us traditionally, as has North America. So mm. we're a stock that's not just tied to one particular market. We've got a very good exposure yeah. across many markets. Thinking about uh, the term exposure, I, one of the one of the issues that has been a, a problem for Experience Co has been its exposure in far north Queensland. You know, my my take on this is that uh, there's been a number of acquisitions that have been made up there with um, with all respect, with a very little understanding about the geographic market and how and how peculiar it operates. And you know, it, potentially, it may also be the wrong people in the in the roles up there running um, some of these acquisitions. Um, what what lessons do you think have been learned from the company about its uh, top heavy investment in the far north Queensland? Well, I think for us, there are a couple of really salient lessons. Uh, the first one was around the revenue exposure we had to the region, as you said, Cairns is a market that over the longer term has grown, but it's an incredibly cyclical 
market and I compare it often to, you know, someone who might have had a few drinks and they stumble home. It goes a couple of steps forward and a couple of steps to the sideway, but it, it continues to grow. We had revenue exposure, though, of about 50%, which for us was, mm. I think, too much. We've reset that yep. uh, to just over 30%, and yep. I think that's a, a more manageable level. The second thing for us was about, um, I guess, complexity. And what we're doing at the moment is we're simplifying our business. So the two verticals we have is skydiving, which we know is better than anyone yeah. uh, globally. And on the Great Barrier Reef, it's going to be ostensibly marine. Yeah. Uh, and then the third part is people. And, you know, for us now, our new GM in that region, uh, Adam Jones, uh, he has marine through his blood. He comes from uh, one of the families who we bought the boats from. So he understands how to run a marine business. He's an operator. And I think that's really important because we've now got the right person running our business who understands marine. Similar to Joe Stein, who's running our skydiving business. He formerly owned a drop zone. He was a travel agent. Uh, and Scotty over in New Zealand, who has great credentials from the New Zealand tourism component. But those three things around uh, the size of exposure, uh, the simplification and the people running it were the three things we've learned out of that. Yeah. And certainly with the re- retraction in the share price, you know, th- this this business is is now relatively cheap for, uh, you know, given the, 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 the revenue and the EBIT numbers that you're hitting. This, you know, has, has a lot of opportunity to, um, to spring back. Uh, but it's going to take a little bit of time for investors to get some confidence in that. But what you've done with Experience Co is you've brought in a hell of a lot of experience. So, you know, it's it's the former MD from Tourism Australia, John Sullivan. And who else have you uh, brought in, John? Well, I think it I think it starts at the board level. I mean, our chair is Bob East, who is the current chair of, of Tourism Australia, but more importantly than that was the CEO, very successful CEO of Mantra. Uh, Bowie is still on the board, and I think that's really important given that our core is skydiving. Mm. Michelle Cox, who joins our board from 1st of January, has great adventure tourism pedigree. And, of course, uh, Neil Cathy from Melbourne, who is the chair of Coventry, which many of your listeners would know, uh, brings a great financial governance skill set. When you go into the executive, uh, we've just employed uh, Catherine O'Brien as our chief revenue uh, and sales officer. Uh, Catherine joins us with having had over 15 years at Hamilton Island Enterprises, uh, Accor, Tourism Northern Territory. She knows sales, she knows tourism. So she'll be leading our sales efforts, which is really important. Joe Stein, who will now run our skydiving business in Australia. Uh, As I said previously, he previously owned a drop zone in Byron Bay. Uh, He was a travel agent, so he gets the science and he gets the numbers. Uh, Adam Jones, uh, who's running uh, our business in the Great Barrier Reef. And of course, um, Clark Scott, who runs our business in New Zealand, both of whom are incredibly experienced in their respective fields. Then really importantly, as our CFO, Owen Kemp, uh, who has a great pedigree in um, the ASX listed environment and also private equity background, comes out of Ernst & Young, uh, is a very well qualified chief financial officer. Uh, and I think that's really important for us as a business, ensure that we're getting our story right. We're being very open with the market about where our business is currently. Mm. Uh, and then Ian Douglas, who is heading up our corporate development. So we now have capability around the executive table, which is uh, really relevant for their respective roles. They are highly respected individuals within their field and led by uh, a very good board that has very good experience, understanding of our sector, and understanding of financial and governance, which I think is really important. 
the science and the numbers, it's something that always, you know, fascinates me. Um, one of the, I guess, issues with Experience Co previously has been, you know, the rate of return that they're getting on uh, a lot of the investments. And it has been, you know, sub uh, their cost of capital. Can you just explain to us how you as, as CEO start to look at the numbers and start to make some of those assessments around um, you know, good performance and bad performance. Well, I think you know, I think you you hit the nail on the head when you said, look, I think some of our you know return on invested capital returns have been, you know, have been subpar. And as we said in our uh, in our strategic review, that through cycle, you know, we are looking at increasing that significantly. Now, we haven't come out and publicly said what that. Uh, rate of return is that we want to do but you know obviously through cycle we need to get it above where we are which has been around you know four percent which has just been unsatisfactory to mm. the market for us this gets back to you know a couple of levers we're looking at is looking at um, simplifying our business getting out of those businesses that have, have have generated or contributed to that subpar return it's about then with our core business growing them organically and reducing our cost base to a more manageable uh, manageable level uh, and then also in the short term, paying down some of our paying down some of our debt with the proceeds from those mm-hmm. those businesses that we're looking to dispose of. So the board's undertaken a strategic review. You've been part of that process, of course, um, and you know you've lifted the lid on the business and focused on the core products of skydiving and the marine products in the Barrier Reef, and really this overarching theme around business simplification. You've got a uh, a new team. Um, and with, with a lot of experience um, individually, but collectively that's yet to be, to, to be proved, I think. What should um, investors be looking for in terms of smoke signals coming out of Experience Co that you know, everything's going to plan? Well, I think obviously, um, I guess at a very macro level, given that we're a inbound tourism stop uh, that's heavily focused to international visitation, uh, looking at those visitation numbers into both Australia uh, and New Zealand moving forward. Yeah. Um, and so, but, how how often are the inbound tourism numbers released? Oh, generally speaking, in Australia, they're released for every quarter, but they're released retrospectively. But you can also go to the ABS mm-hmm. uh, or Tourism Research Australia to get a pretty good indication of what their projections are. Yep. Uh, moving forward, mm-hmm. uh, and in New Zealand, the agency is called. Uh, MIBE, M-I-B-E, mm-hmm. uh, in the New Zealand government or tourism, New Zealand also have uh, very good stats on the on the sector. Uh, then for us, I think you know some of the key. There'll be the obvious uh, metrics that you would you would look at uh, from our business as we start to release our results. Things such as you know our top line revenue, uh, our things such as our underlying EBITDA and our EBITA mm-hmm. as as key indicators of how the how the team is going. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, you've mentioned that you, in the strate- strategic reviews, targeted some savings in the business. Mm-hmm. Now, these aren't savings as a result of any divestitures. No. So can you talk us about uh, the quantum of those savings? Well, what we've said in the when we announced the results of the strategic review, that by the end of this calendar year, being uh, 2019, we'd like to look at an an annualised saving of about three million, with an ambition that by 30th of June we've identified an annualised cost saving of around six million dollars. Uh, now, um, that's something that Owen and I are leading, yeah. uh, along with the executive team, 
Uh, and that'll come out of a combination of reduced headcount from the core businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking at some, you know, some leases that the businesses held that we're looking to exit. We're looking at um, some technology changeovers that we've been doing, some leases we won't renew, uh, and things that are in the operating business. Very importantly for your uh, listeners, it's not about sort of saying, oh, we're going to reduce commissions here or up the prices there. Um, it's not focused on the cost of goods sales, it's around operating costs. So um, we're very mindful that anything in addition to what um, that we do, so in the divesting business is exclusive of that. Mm, absolutely. In terms of the balance sheet, what, uh, what, what sort of things are you going to be looking at um, trimming the balance sheet as well? The focus for us at the moment is really about some short-term debt. And what we want to do is use um, the proceeds of the disposals that we're, they're making uh, to you know, pay down some, some debt that we have on our balance sheet so we can then stabilise that. Uh, and then take the business forward. So that's really for me over between now and the end of the financial year, the key thing that we'll be looking at on our balance sheet around uh, the disposal of things like Great Barrier Reef helicopters, our rafting, our ballooning businesses. Um, we've got some supplementary land that we have, you know, it's yep. 40 acres of land up in the Mareeba at Atherton Tablelands. If any of your listeners want to buy one, maybe yep. grow a mango farm. Um, <laughs> we'll, look at, uh, we'll look at using that to pay down some short-term debt. No doubt you've had the opportunity to meet some of the uh, key investors uh, in Experience Co outside of outside of Bowie, mm-hmm. um, and what what's their attitude towards the idea of any future acquisitions? I think what they want us to what they want to make sure is that we've learnt the lessons from uh, previous years, uh, particularly with North Queensland. Um, we've explained to them, uh, you know, some of our theories around, you know the thematic around adventure tourism being Australasian uh, focused in the in the short term. Uh, you know, there's probably some more opportunities for us in skydiving uh, and there's some opportunities outside skydiving. But I think, you know, the message we've had to them since I started is that we want to reset the business. We want to clean up the balance sheet. Um, we then want to focus on our costs and organic growth. And then we'll start to look at acquisitions that, you know, fit our thematic uh, of the business currently, well, 151 million in in revenue, 27 million in EBITDA, 120 million dollar market cap. Experience Co is now jam packed full of experienced management team and board. Uh, John, welcome on board, and we wish you all the very best, and look forward to speaking with you again uh, and catching up on how progress has been. Thank, Thank you very much. Thanks, Nigel. Thank you.